0: Get ready, guys! The very first Doctrine and Devotion Conference happening first and last. Stop that! It's not going to be the last. Well, in fact, we've know. already got two scheduled. We got one now, and we got one in November scheduled. I know, but no one's
1: gonna want to no do it in 2018. No, listen,
0: the very first of many Doctrine and Devotion conferences is and happening. And if you're wanting to get us people. Am I am I doing this or you Yeah, guys? I know. I'm just saying
1: though. You gotta you gotta like ask us ahead of time. People, some suckers have been asking us. Hey, man, you gotta want to come right now.
0: Here's the truth. I get one to two invitations to speak every week. Yeah, and I get for like, 2017. Yeah. and guess what? I'm all booked up. Exactly. I get three to four, and I keep. You telling really? Them, I tell them no. I you can't. Get three to four invitations every week. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, because I'm, I'm
1: big time. Everyone wants the <laughs> fofo.
0: Everybody <laughs> wants the fofo. March for show. March 11th, Mm. the very first Doctrine and Devotion conference called Confessional Piety is going down in St. Charles, Illinois, west of Chicago, Illinois. We want you guys to come to this. It's going to be a really good time. We have Dr. Jim Renahan. Jim, the man. Now, listen, I didn't come up with this. Pastor Michael Beck in New Zealand came up with this because he's known Dr. Renahan much longer than I have. But he would say that Dr. Renahan is... The Reformed Baptist original gangster. Yeah, the OG. So um, he's going to be there teaching, preaching on confessionalism, why it's important, how it matters to the Christian faith. I'm going to preach one session out of the four on the
1: confessional Christian. And I think he might be making available to all those that attend there's a little be, something. A little something, something. something. We can't really talk about There are it. some free books coming. Uh, free resources.
0: Free, just free books. books. Why why they, books? Yeah, free I'm resources. Saying. Not giving free massages. Well, I'm just saying resources. Although I bet a, a Reformed Baptist like Jim Renahan could give a great massage. You, you want to bet that? I would bet. You want to bet? Well, how Are, we, are gonna, we betting or no? So you want to bet me? I'm asking,
1: are we betting? Okay, but I'm asking you. Yeah. What's the bet? Your, your oh, bet? I'll bet you a cigar. I know, but hold on. You, give, me, give me the terms. Are you saying that you can get Renahan to give no, you a, no, no, no. a back I'm massage? I'm he could give a very good one. Well, how are we going to quantify that? How are you going to be able He's to He's got strong hands. Okay, no. All right, keep going. So,
0: if you come to this conference, Confessional Piety, on March 11th, you're going to get free books. You're going to get a free journal. You're going to have amazing teaching from Dr. Renahan that you can't get anywhere else, and there's going to be fellowship afterwards yes. if you're down. Yes, so, Go to DoctrineAndDevotion.com slash conference and register while you can. People are registering. It's filling up. It's going to be amazing. This ain't going to be like those other conferences, like LMG or T4G, or whatever it is. <laughs> Golf, those are all great conferences. Gospel Coalition, whatever. That's fine. If you like the same guys at every conference, those are awesome. We've got Dr. Jim Renahan coming. It's going to oh, be Oh, because
1: legit. he's so original. He ain't other conferences. He is
0: the original gangster. Oh, fair enough. Yep. All right. Go there. Register. See you then. to Doctrine and Devotion. Is that what we call it?
1: That's what we call it these days.
0: It is a podcast that explores uh, Christian faith and practice from a Reformed
1: Baptist perspective. Perspective. Yeah, I think that's a good
0: idea. Let's let's do that. All right, we'll do that. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the pastor, the lead pastor. Lead pastor. uh, Which means I have no extra say at all. It just means I do most of the preaching at Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois.
1: And I'm Jimmy Fowler. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. At Redeemer Fellowship.
0: (laughs) Chill in the blanks, people. All right, so he is either an elder candidate mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. or he is an executive pastor at this point. Uh, yeah, you know. It will depend. Like, when this episode drops, yeah. right? And we know when it drops. It's, mm-hmm. going, it's going to drop uh, on the, uh, what, the 16th. It's a Thursday. The, that's when you guys are listening to this, probably. On Thursday, the 16th of February. By then, hopefully, Jimmy has finished the massive systematic theology that he has to yeah. write, plus the oral exam. Like
1: what we said. Oh, oral exam?
0: There is an oral exam. Yeah. You know there is. You, I know. You, yeah, there is. I keep forgetting. So, so, so he may be executive pastor, or he just may be elder candidate still.
1: Either way. Or I might just not be allowed, and I'll just be a church member.
0: You will just be the monkey. We will just call you. No, I'll just go back we, to
1: being a church member.
0: Yeah, you are a member, and you'll be our monkey, and you'll do whatever we say. Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, you know, it's going good. A Valentine's of, Day. Valentine's Day. How'd it Day. go? Did you take your wife out? Oh, oh I took my wife. Listen, I, I took care of my wife. We, listen, we don't play. Even, you know you know what I know you think Valentine's Day you guys think that's a fake holiday it's a hallmark holiday yeah get on it yep doesn't matter whether well no, I fake hope or not. You, I hope you got on it yeah because um if you didn't you missed out and your wife noticed I'm telling you right now your yeah. wife might be like I don't care but that's it. not really loving
1: yeah, no no it's not obviously your wife's always gonna say I don't care yeah but really she cares yeah. if you have if you're married by now and haven't realized that when your wife says I really don't care she,
0: realize that she cares you've been married like three years you still haven't figured it out yet um here's the thing you're gonna be in for a rude awakening you need to look for opportunities to love and bless your yeah. wife and i know some of you guys are thinking like well what about me what about me on valentine's day shut up nobody cares about you you yeah. think about your wife now you need to look for extra opportunities to bless your wife to yeah. take care of her. and you know what valentine's day as cheesy and fake as it is don't matter you can use it as an opportunity exactly so what did you do jimmy
1: you know, uh, it's hard for us to get babysitters. Right. So uh, what I do because your is... kids are awful. My kids are great. Your what are you talking are about? Terrors. People, everyone in their your mom kids belong goes out. to Al Qaeda. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> what is it? ISIS. There you go. Go ahead. So what we do is, or uh, what we did is, uh, you know, the kids go to bed. Yep. And I make a nice dinner for oh, just us. Yeah. And um, yeah. So we just hang That's out. That's it, you made dinner? I make a very... I, I but make, you make dinner all the time. That ain't special. I know, but I'm hoping, you know, that it was received well. Mm-hmm. And then my dad is able to come over. Oh. And so then he watches the kids. Uh, or while we, and then we go out yeah. uh, later on in the evening. There yeah. you go. There you go. So you
0: treat her right by making her dinner like the chef that you are. Because Jimmy really is the chef in the house. What
1: are you trying and to say? Yeah, I,
0: I, no, you are. You're the chef in the house. I Am do. I wrong? If there was one chef in the house, who would it be?
1: Well, I it's mean, I feel I feel like we share that chef. Okay,
0: that's what a good husband says. But in reality, she's my sous chef. Yeah, she's a sous chef. Okay, so um, very good, man. That's how you do it. Take mm-hmm. care of your wife, love your wife, and if you're married, make her
1: what she likes. If you're married
0: and pray that God gives you a wife someday, or learn to be content because uh, you're gonna, maybe you could be single for your whole life. That's yeah. that's a possibility. Single, too.
1: alone, whatever. You know. Yeah, man. Hey, Amen.
0: Jesus is enough. That's what we would say.
1: Jesus is enough. Jesus. So, enough. what'd you guys do for Valentine's?
0: Oh well, I took my wife. Uh, we grabbed uh, an overnight flight to France. I took her out to a very special dinner. Oh, that's so um, beautiful! And it was amazing. She was super surprised. She had no idea that no so idea. Good. It's like that, she
1: still has no idea that that happened. No,
0: she doesn't remember this, of course. But I, I did. I flew her to Paris, and we had and no, dinner. Neither
1: did social media, because I don't. I don't remember any photos. No, I
0: don't want to brag
1: about. You don't want to brag. No. You're so humble no. because you don't. You don't share Mm-mm. photos all every other time when you no. take your kids out no. for your. Your daddy date nights? No. Or would you take your wife out for mm. your date night? Well, this was this
0: you, was so like intimate. I thought, like, let's just go, we'll go to mm. Paris, we'll have dinner. Mm. And we met with Johnny Depp and his one of his oh, wives or oh, something. Oh, okay. Yeah, so but cool. I
1: mean I'm sure for the sake of your wife, mm-hmm. I mean you took photos while you were there. You oh, just didn't yes. post them. No. Okay, show me one. Oh, I will, but when we're done with the podcast. Oh, I want stuff. to show you. I don't have
0: you, it on No, I no it your on, phone's right there. No, I used it on my new Canon. Your new what? My new Canon.
1: All right. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and show me that?
0: Listen, guys, uh, bless your wife. All right. And if your wife really isn't into Valentine's Day, you know what? You can surprise her and be like, hey, I know Valentine's Day, Day is lame, but this is how much I love you. I'm going to use it as an excuse to bless you.
1: And how about this? It's not too late. If you didn't do anything, take your wife out tomorrow night. Okay, it's too late. I'll no, tell you. what. it's not right. no, no, too listen, late. Jimmy's wrong. If no. you screwed up, it no. is
0: too late for Valentine's late. Day. But it's not too late. For you to try to make it up with a day. Right, it's
1: too late for Valentine's, yes, yes but it's not too late to love your wife. No, it's never too late to love your wife, but I you'll know, have I'm to make saying, it up for blowing it out. on Valentine's Day. And if day. you need recipes, I got recipes.
0: Oh, yeah, Jimmy can make like uh, uh, ranchos. What, what, do you, what do you call that? Huevos ranchos? Huevos ranchos, yes. Yeah, yes. Is that,
1: is that rancheros or
0: ranchos? Huevos rancheros. Yes,
1: huevos rancheros. I can make it. Jimmy a, makes a mean
0: breakfast burrito. Oh,
1: it is mean. Yeah. it is you make it spicy? I make it spicy. I like I can do some chorizo and eggs. Okay. Uh, Do you make
0: anything white? That's my question. Do I make anything
1: white? <laughs> <laughs> That's all very like Mexican sounding. Yeah. I like to uh, I like to make a nice How about an lemon a risotto. With oh, okay. A, oh, yeah. With a nice piece of tilapia oh, that goes over it with asparagus on the side. Mm. Oh, oh, it's amazing. Tilapia. I'm oh, she loves it. All right. She loves it Or when I make a... She's from Canada. Uh, she's I like to make uh, beef wellington. Okay. Beef wellington. Uh, okay. She likes that. She loves when I make ribs.
0: Yeah, that's how come like you the, don't
1: invite me over for ribs? I'm down for ribs. Because
0: Michelle loves ribs. Oh, she gets yeah, she's all over it. She don't want to share. She
1: no, I have, to, I have to do
0: one whole half slab for her. Half slab, that's it. Yeah, well, the, hold on, half already, slab, half slab. That's, she can. She only eats a half slab. That's a big slab. No, what are you talking half about? Half slab is what my my kids eat a half. I can eat. I can eat more than a full slab. Okay,
1: as a whole family, we
0: eat a, a slab. That's oh, stop no, it. No, I'm being serious. You eat less than a half a slab.
1: Yes. Oh, stop How it. big is this? This is how big a slab okay, is. Look right, how big right, this no, is. All right, all right.
0: Yeah. That's how okay. big a slab is. Uh, You're telling me
1: you can eat When you go to a restaurant this. and you order a full slab of ribs. No, if if I'm at a restaurant, yeah. I pig out. Okay. But when I'm at home, no. It, it's a bit more reserved because you, you paid for it. Okay, like, you, know you paid mean? for it and... And, well, I want... You don't to, want to be too filled. I don't want to be too filled. You don't want to be stuffed. I don't want to be bloated.
0: There might be some... Things going on later,
1: yeah, I, you know, for the
0: after party,
1: right. after dessert. Yeah, I get it. No, I, I'm for the okay. dessert. Dessert. I'm
0: down. I'm down. Now we're I'm, we agree. Now right. you understand. Yeah, I don't want to be. We're simpatico
1: right now. Yes, yes. All right. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the elder process. Why are we? Who cares? Why are we talking about that? No, because everyone's been asking this us about. Like this is like a niche thing. We're talking about the elder process. Well, no, I don't think I don't think How about this? How about this? It doesn't have to just be about the elder process, though. Okay. Though we can highlight that. Why don't we talk about? Not only how do you help develop leaders, mm-hmm. but what about if you're looking to develop as a leader, what should you be doing? It still sounds boring, but let's do it. Are you serious? I think what? that's really interesting. I'm always serious. You're always serious? What am I not right now? Cuz okay, this is amazing. Go. This okay. is right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> it's so in your wheelhouse, you wrote three books. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Joe, start us off. Okay, so when we talk about leadership, what are we talking about? Truth is, man,
0: we get a lot of emails about leadership. How do you raise up? How do you, you raise it? Uh, where do you guys? You guys, we're, you're a small church. Uh, although recently we did have like over 300 people. I'm wow, sorry. way to boast! There, I gotta say, listen. way to let the right hand right, know I, what the I'm left hand is doing. I'm just gonna say right now, no, I when never, we had th- so
1: many people on a Sunday, people had to sit in other rooms of the church. That was pretty crazy. All right, Let me just say this one thing.
0: That was pretty crazy.
1: In all the years that I've known Joe, and I'm being serious here. Okay. I have never once this is the first time and it happened on air that I heard you boast in attendance. <laughs> Listen, three I have people never, pretty crazy. never. Pretty crazy. every time I've been with Joe we've been meeting with people and I'm talking about like we'll meet with with pseudo celebrity pastors and well-known pastors and authors and they always ask how big's the church? Joe always lowballs it every single time and I don't correct him because I know that's just the way Joe is and he's not but dang, Joe, you had to let everybody know? All right, so listen, we are a mid-sized church. Oh, but now we're so large.
0: Uh, we are a mid-sized church with a small, janky building. Thank you, Jesus. We love thank our you, building. Thank you, Jesus. So it is a fit, hole in the wall. If you see fit um, to burn it, down, burn it down and let the insurance give us a
1: nice building, that Thank is right. you, Jesus. We would appreciate uh, that blessing. Let no one be hurt in the process.
0: Listen, when we when we started off and we had like 40 adults and 20 kids, um, when we got to 75, we were like, wow, we got 75. That's crazy. Woo! All right, so when uh, when we had a pretty high attendance recently, it was like wow, that that's crazy. It's always crazy. It's all relative. Though. Like three hundred is a mid sized church, small to most people. Nobody cares. Whatever. To us, it was a big deal. It was kind of neat. Well, and it was you know kind what?
1: of. It was really like, like frustrating in a way. I'm talking about like not chaotic is probably the better. Yeah, word, was it was chaotic. It was chaotic because we were like, I was grabbing kids. I saw that. I was grab, like, for member families and stuff you're I'm like that. Pulling right, kids out of the service, get out of here, kid. Get you're out there. of here, kid. No worship for no you. No worship <laughs> for you with us today. You you haven't been sprinkled. You're not part of the coveted family of God. <laughs> Baptists can do it. You Presbyterians can't do that. Get out. <laughs> So, so we had like Pat, a, yeah, we had to grab a bunch and his family of kids. were
0: sitting in one room with the sound piped in. Exactly. I was Your wife,
1: w- and the kids were out in the foyer. In the, in the foyer. And then we moved a bunch of kids and my wife and a couple other people and myself. We went and took all the kids into one of the open uh, Sunday school rooms and let them color and draw. And we talked with yes, them. Instead about... of worshiping. A great idea. <laughs> we, uh, we took them through the Heidelberg Catechism. Oh, did you really? Yeah. That? Oh, that's of course. We then. redeemed the time. All right.
0: So, um, yeah, man, listen, be excited about where your church is at. You know yeah. what I mean? If, uh, if, if you've got 25 people, 50 people, 500 people, yeah. be excited about the people that God is bringing to you. And celebrate it, man. When you see people converted, celebrate that. When you have higher attendance, celebrate that. Whatever it is, it's cool. But don't brag in comparison to other people because that's all nonsense. Yes. Like none of it matters. And you shouldn't be trying to compete. And we certainly don't try to do
1: that because we can't because we're a small. Reformed we're so Baptist small church. and we're like, we're like landlocked. Oh, goodness sakes. We can't go anywhere.
0: But we get a lot of requests about raising up leaders. In fact, one of the things that we tend to get points for uh, among denominational entities and whatnot is that we work hard at raising up leaders and sending them out to plant churches, to be pastors, or whatever. And so we wanted to talk about this because we, from the very beginning of Redeemer Fellowship, we have valued not only discipleship, but also with discipleship, raising up people to serve as leaders in their given fields. All right, now what's going on over there? Sorry,
1: no. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a Facebook video. Why do you, why can't you no, stay a, off fe- of Facebook? Shh, look at this. Like, look at this. I'm not looking I, here. No, here's the thing. I'm turning it around. When you do a Facebook video, don't wear a shirt like that. Okay, he, okay so this How a, would you. What would what's you that call guy's that name? Sh- what's that guy's name? No, T-J, don't say his name. TJ
0: Tamer? No! Okay. <laughs> so listen, TJ, if you listen to us, you're wearing a wife beater t shirt. No, right don't now. call it that. I well, that's, that's it that. what it's called I popularly. I don't, I don't like that. Okay, well, that's what it is. It's called a wife Fine. beater. But
1: don't do He's that in what, a video. Don't wear that shirt in don't a Don't wear that because you look. You know. None of us look good in that.
0: All right. Well, some people look good in that. We don't look good. Well, Paul Maxwell. Paul would look good in Paul would look
1: good Ryan Hughley.
0: Ryan Huckley would look good. Huckley. Ryan Huckley Huckley would look good. All right. So um, raising up leaders, whether you are one of those churches that has deacons and not elders, or whether you have a plurality of elders, or whether you make some kind of distinction between lay elders and staff elders or whatever, raising up leaders is an essential aspect of church health because you need to be able to delegate the work in the church so that more people are being properly cared for, and you need to be raising up and sending out people that God has called into ministry. Yep. It doesn't matter what size you are. We sent out our first ch- church planter when we were under 100. We said, like, you're going. Let's get, let's get this thing going. So we sent out Jamie Page. Get off Facebook, son. I am. I'm off. Oh, yeah. I can see what you're looking at. I can tell. You could tell? What am I looking at? I can see it in the reflection of your big glassy eyes. Keep going. All right, so people have already tuned out because this is so annoying because you keep looking at it. No, I'm not looking at it. I can tell. Oh, okay, keep going. I'll leave you alone. Go. So when we're talking about raising up leaders, essentially, what does it mean, Jimmy, to raise up a leader in the church?
1: I think there needs to be some sort of intentional, I'm going to use the word discipleship, right? Like there needs to be some intentionality in seeking and finding those individuals that have been gifted and called by God to help in either serving or shepherding God's people. And I'm using those two words differently. Right. I'm saying serving in the sense of of deacon, and I'm using shepherding in the sense of elder slash teacher. Right. Or you know what? No, just say shepherding. I'm just going to use that word because we have people that are teaching that are not elders right because they're they're in charge of like in, in community groups those are right. those are teaching positions i guess people are called to different
0: kinds of leadership in yes. a variety of capacities right so you have women who will be called to lead i yes. know listen we're complementarian most of you are probably complementarian but you have but women, we're not the
1: weird kind of complementarian that's that's no the we don't hate the ladies and i want to make sure when we say your idea we should, For those we should know listening. the word is getting like beat up. Exactly. And so I want to say the word you think it is is not what it's supposed to be and what we are. Well, we are, compared to your word, we are a soft complementarian. Yeah, that's we're happy to say that.
0: Yeah. A uh, complementarian is not a biblical word, it's a helpful word, but it's you know, it's been a it's been beat up and and it's been abused itself. has been bad examples of. So-called
1: complementarian, and we've had complementarians make some really ridiculous statements. Now, and I want you know, sinful want, and stupid. You know, I've wanted to do a podcast on that for a long time, yeah. and I'm still like, part of it is it's so emotional for me. Yeah, and I'm so I'm still working through my own feelings, right? Because I I I am not gracious towards some. Yeah, some people I don't I don't think I should be gracious to because they're just abusive. Mm-hmm. Like who? Uh, you want me to really say that? Why now? not? I want to go ahead and share. What are you thinking about? <clears throat> I think it is abusive to tell a wife to go who is being beaten by her husband that... Physically abused. Physically abused that to serve her husband means to go back home and to submit to him.
0: So what should a church do in a situation where um, uh, a husband or a spouse is abusing the other spouse?
1: Get in and get them out and right. call the police. Now, uh, yeah. I am cl- down with that. I, that's where I'm at. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Get in, get them out, and call the police. You
0: protect, you defend, you love, you care for, you shepherd. I have, I, me and another pastor have gone to a house where we have told a boyfriend, guess who's leaving today? Yeah, exactly. You're, guess who's getting out? You're leaving. And he's like, who are you guys? And we're like, we're the pastors.
1: <laughs>
0: and it's time for you to go. It's time for you to go. You can't make me leave.
1: Oh, <laughs> watch me.
0: Uh, yeah, we can, because you're leaving now. So
1: grab a bag, get your junk, and hit the road. So anyways, I want to do that. I wanna do an episode on that. We will. Um, what actual complementarianism is. Yeah. Even my even Michelle has had conversations recently with uh with women right. who have asked like what is what does it really mean to to submit, right? Right. Because they are getting this idea that submission is like No voice. No no voice no input. No partnership. Exactly. Like they're just there to serve to serve. To be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen, right? And to make a sandwich. First of all,
0: barefoot—that's not good for your posture. I'm just saying. I'm Don't saying that.
1: that's the, That's the way they say it. All right. But and so Michelle trying to share, like, no, 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 no—that's not what this is, right. and that's not what what it's supposed to be. It's we not need to what do. Jim a, and I have
0: complementarians need to do a much better job of articulating mm-hmm. what we what we mean and believe by various roles and responsibilities in the church and in the home, and 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 I'm by better I mean more biblical. Yes. And we need to do a better job in the church of raising up women to lead in their called exactly. roles. Exactly,
1: because as complementarians, we should be heralding the call to protect women better and to defend them better right. and to see them flourish more. All right, sorry, we're going to get to that topic at some point. Okay,
0: so let, let's, let's let's get about back this. to this. So how let's just the easiest way to do this is to just talk about how we do it at redeemer now this is not the only way it's not the best way it's just how we are trying well, I to feel do like it's it. the best way well it's better than most um, it's how we're it's trying doing something if we're doing something and we'll, we'll make mistakes and we'll fix it as we go along so the way that we raise up leaders at redeemer is um, first of all no one will be even noticed as a potential leader if they are not a member. And if they are not in a community group.
1: Exactly. Why? <clears throat> well, how, why are we going to raise, I mean, I, I know it sounds, this is going to sound weird when I say it, but why waste time on someone that's not committed right. to the body?
0: Yeah. So membership, in terms of they've made a covenant commitment, you are my people, I'm with you. Hold exactly. me accountable. I'm going to hold you accountable.
1: Exactly. And even in, and then also in CG, that goes deeper than, than membership. Yeah. Because you're willing to come under the authority of another. Mm-hmm. Like as far as I'm talking about the teaching authority right. of, of a CG leader who's under the authority of the elders. Right. You're willing to be accountable to a group of people. You're willing to grow with a group of people. Open up. Be transparent. You're, exactly. You're willing to actually, I guess live life i don't know how else to word oh, it than that. i know you don't like together. that yeah. but i'm trying to think through a way of putting it yeah. yeah
0: no, you're right you're absolutely right so we don't even consider somebody because you can't really recognize somebody as a potential leader if they're not a member committed and if they're not in a cg where they're having relationships that are being watched and experienced yes. and all of that so now when we have somebody who is a member in a community group the community group or cg leader will recognize This person has potential or a clear calling or whatever it is. They'll recognize it. And then they come to the elders. And what do they say?
1: They say, hey, uh, this individual, I think, has potential.
0: All right. So, for example, Tim Smith was a community group leader, Mm -hmm. uh, developed a lot of our CG uh, training stuff. Yep. And he said, Brian Malcolm,
1: that guy has potential.
0: That guy could be a great leader.
1: <laughs> well, that was a pretty good call since Brian is now a pastor in our right. church. Right.
0: Well, listen, I talked to Brian about this stuff early on, and he was like, no way. That's not me. I'm not called to that. Well, Tim, as a CG leader, also saw it. And I said, great. Uh, feel it out. Invite him to lead a group while you're there under your tutelage. Mm-hmm. Watch him. See how it goes. And so Brian began to uh, – so we the elders were informed. So we, we knew. We were like, yes, we agree. Pursue that
1: guy. And that also means, though, that person's invited to Leadership Lab.
0: Once once a CG leader recognizes a person and the elders agree, then that person is invited to what we call Leadership Lab. Now, we didn't come up with that. We stole that from another church. But Leadership Lab, for us, is a regular gathering on a Saturday yeah. where we bring all of our current and potential leaders who are want to grow in their ongoing development. We gather them together so that they have an opportunity to teach or preach and be evaluated but also to receive ongoing instruction in theology and practical ministry. That's right. So this for us leadership lab is diverse, right?
1: Yeah, I mean it it's not like you said it's not just It's not just current, for pastors. Yeah, it's not just for current and it's not just for future <clears throat> but right now it's it's not just for men mm-hmm. either, right? It's it's for women that are current Or upcoming leaders now
0: uh, you know
1: a lot of guys are like whoa
0: whoa whoa whoa, hang on a second yeah because i I put up like uh like a month ago or so i put up a picture of uh deacon dan teaching at leadership lab yep and then my and then my hot wife uh, teaching right after yeah she's way better looking than dan
1: oh yeah dan's Dan's in good
0: shape but uh but my wife's better looking so um and people are like whoa whoa whoa
1: your wife is teaching at a leadership lab what's up yeah she's she's teaching at a leadership she's not preaching Right, and it's not. It's not the. But it's not the local. Of, kind of preaching. But it's not the local assembly gathered together on the Lord's Day.
0: No, no, she's not in a pastoral capacity.
1: No, authority. no, she's not a shepherd of the. Uh, of she's the, not church, shepherd right. of the church. So what was she doing? She was encouraging, exhorting, exhorting, teaching, teaching, preaching. But I thought the scripture said she shouldn't do that. But nuance, I think you have to define that better, though. Yeah, like. Again, we're saying that that we're saying that the office of elder mm-hmm. is not for women, right?
0: That as complementarians, that is one of the things that we believe. Yes. Um, so leadership lab, though. Leadership lab, though,
1: is she's still being groomed or not. Maybe not groomed. She's being trained. And no, that's not even that right word for yeah, her, it's but sure.
0: It's trained. It's encouraged to do what to to lead other women. Right. So when we have people in Leadership Lab, what we're doing is, is we are encouraging them and helping them to develop in their various roles and gifts so that they can then lead in their appropriate spheres. Yes. So my wife, my wife this year is speaking at five different churches in different places, and we try to limit it so we're not going yeah, too much. Yeah. So I'm going to five, she's going to five. So she She'll will- She'll
1: be at like Joel Osteen's church on a she Sunday. Will not, She'll be she will not be there,
0: no, no. She'll no,
1: be at she, MacArthur's church she's on a not,
0: Sunday. Oh, uh, she she could, but she wouldn't. Uh, well, she would probably, but you ain't gonna ask her um, because she has tattoo
1: and uh, she has, she has tattoo. She's nose oh, piercing. That. Uh, I remember that the piercing. tattoo. It's yeah. a nice tattoo. So it's like, it's
0: similar to yours, actually, the one that I, uh, I know when I, yes. I pulled off Jimmy's shirt. Stop the, it. Don't tell people that story. <laughs> I pulled off Jimmy's shirt <laughs> at the tattoo shop today. No, to at the cigar shop. Tattoo. I did not know you
1: had that back tattoo. All right, Joe. There's certain <laughs> things. That we don't have to talk about on air. I'm not so talking awesome. about the stain. I didn't talk about the stain. Okay, all right. We'll leave the stain alone. Okay, but okay. you go ahead and do that, but right, I can't well, that's talk a about the stain. Different. Right, that's different. Nobody knows what you're
0: talking about right now. I know, but that's now everybody knows. I have a birthmark. No, don't tell me. What. I have a birthmark on my leg, <laughs> way up high. And back in the 80s, when I was a little kid, you wore those short shorts, and you could see this little round birthmark <laughs> on my upper thigh in the back. To some people, it looked like a penny. To other people, it looked like... A poop stain, oh, like a poop stain. Yeah, <laughs> so I have a poop stain birthmark on my
1: that's that my God given tattoo. Thank you for bringing that up today. <laughs> FYI, okay. uh, that, that
0: there is poop a, picture. Stain, that, a picture. No, I know,
1: but uh, there's a picture. But that poop stain yeah. also has a Twitter account. Oh, does it really, Pastor Stain.
0: Does it really? Yes, it oh, does. I hate you
1: guys. <laughs> You're so awful. All right. So, anyways. We want to
0: raise up people to to exercise their gifts of leadership in their appropriate spheres, whether that's in the home or in the workplace or in speaking. Like my wife speaks all, you know, literally all over the country now, Um, you know, people that are writing books. We want our men and women to flourish in their leadership roles. So we put together a leadership lab. Yeah. So men and women have the opportunity to teach or preach or whatever, and then they get evaluated. We put out this evaluation sheet. Everybody listens and they give feedback, and they say, here's what worked, here's what didn't work, if you're going to do it again, change this, we talk about it, and then one of the elders will teach on a subject as well. So, we do that regularly, and then we have an additional preaching class for those that are called to the pastoral ministry, where we are raising up preachers, same format, they preach, and then someone teaches on preaching and leadership in a particular capacity. So, those are, so we go from uh, membership, To community groups, to leadership lab, and then out of leadership lab, who do we find, Jimmy? What what kind of what kind of people in terms of the church life and what we're looking for? Who do we find in leadership lab?
1: I mean, we find people that to lead CGs. We have we find people to lead uh, like women's ministry and women's Bible studies, Uh, and we find people to that are called maybe to preach. Yeah, to preach and to shepherd. We we got uh, some. some all our preachers. I feel like we
0: yeah, we absolutely our preachers can. kill other churches. I'll just tell you right now. We've got so so I'm a preacher, I'm okay. Uh Jimmy is a No, you're a great preacher. Okay, Stop I'm an it. amazing preacher. Jimmy, I never said that. Jimmy, oh, okay. Jimmy is an amazing preacher. We have uh, Pat just preached a killer and Pat would say my gift is not preaching. Uh, Pat teaches, he does counseling, he does does discipleship. He's really good at discipleship. But Pat just preached a killer message. Everybody loved it. Then we've got guys like Oliver and Travel and Tim and Scott Schipferling. And these guys are diverse ages and whatnot. And so it's not like we made them great preachers. They were gifted, and we just give them opportunities, and we help them. We encourage them. So we send these guys out all over the place to preach at any church that's interested. And because now we have a reputation of having
1: good preachers, they go everywhere. Absolutely. What are you reading? Nothing. I can see you surfing the web. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm looking up uh, that one article we did just as far as as leadership development. All right, go ahead. You keep looking for that. Yeah. So that's
0: what we do with Leadership Lab. So out of that, we get all of those. We also get potential deacons and elders, church planters, and we get potential. We've sent guys out that we haven't supported as our own church plants, but we've sent guys out as church planters. We've sent guys out to pastor other churches. And we're getting ready to do that again. I think having some, we'll be having some other guys that go out to pastor and some guys that will go to seminary and then some guys that will be planting churches. We're really excited about that. So you've got to have some sort of mechanism by which you can do it. And the, And the truth is, you don 't have you don't have to be a big church in fact, I believe and i think I think evidence bears this out. most of the big churches do a pretty poor job of raising up and equipping and sending leaders and planters. I think smaller churches like us and smaller tend to do a better job of raising up people because there is more opportunity to preach to teach there is more opportunity for people to uh, see their gifts and to then plug them in small churches can do way more than they think. And in my estimation, small churches can do more than
1: big churches in terms of leadership development. That's my conviction. Now, why do you think that is that because they're able to kind of focus more on the individuals? Like they can recognize them better. It's not, I think so. Like, I wonder if it's also because a bigger church, it sounds funny to say this, but like, a smaller church has a bigger pool to draw from. Well, And he, I mean that because a bigger church is not interested in raising up from within, but because they can they draw people in by their size and by their capay. Right. I, I think in
0: general, and here's what I've seen, even in our own denomination and networks. Um, larger churches tend to hire from without, and they don't oftentimes have a clear path for the congregant or the church member to become a leader, it is, it is oftentimes a bit of a good old boys club when it's a big church. It's hard to be recognized. It's hard to be able to see. In fact, I was just talking with a guy recently who said, I go to a church. There's you know, a lot of people at this church, and there's a lot of gifted, talented people who have a lot of opportunities yeah. to give and to serve. You were there for this. And there is, there is no opportunity for them to actually be plugged in to use their gifts because the church is so big and there and and there's only a few opportunities whereas a smaller church like we give our guys an opportunity opportunities to preach throughout the year i'm not i'm jealous of my pulpit in that i want to make sure that the pulpit is filled by men who know the truth and good theology and preach the word absolutely that i'm out i'll peace out and let any of our guys go because i know that no one will be hungry afterwards everyone's going to be fed everyone's going to be full and it's not about me it's not about the it's not about the preaching pastor, it's about the truth, so we get any of
1: our other guys up there, and it's awesome and they
0: get excited when our other guys come up they're super pumped about it. A lot and of I,
1: churches really get yeah, they really get kind of like they get amazed too right that I think that's that, the that, that's i that, listen we've seen that one i think it's it's the grace of God, it's the grace of God, but I think it's also a testimony to the leadership development of the church, right? Like the the structure and the process that the elders have put in place and the priority that they have had in raising up leaders to go. Here's the thing. People ask, like, why do you guys
0: have so many good preachers? Why do you guys have so many church planters? You're a small church. You don't have, uh, you know, the resources to do like what other churches, why do you have them? And the truth is, is we don't have an answer for that. But from the very beginning, we've prayed. We want to be a church that sends other church planters. We want to be a church planting church, and we didn't say that as if it's like, "Oh, that's the right thing to say." We meant it, and so we prayed. And God keeps giving us called, capable, godly people that we can plug in. We've got amazing men and women in this church. Oh my goodness! Are are godly and articulate and theological, and they can get it done absolutely. So, like, I'm just I'm ready to go. Like, I, I I would I remember one time. Rick Warren got a lot of people upset because he put out a tweet and said, so, I don't remember what he said, but it was something along the lines of, our church members are the best church members. They're better than your church members. It was something like that. And all he meant to do was to brag on his people. He loves yeah, his yeah, people. Yeah, he loves his people. And everybody got butt hurt about it. Like, hey, you,
1: you, why do you say that? Well, and, and Here's the thing. If you really don't think that your church members are the best, then you shouldn't be at that church. Or you got some jacked up churches. I mean, honestly, you could. I mean, no, there I just, are some yeah, jacked up churches. I, yeah, I guess, but I just feel like for him bragging is is him like he was he, boasting in the same way that Paul would boast. That's in it. Christians he really loves churches. his people. He yeah. really sees them. I mean, I don't know. If, if you don't think your people are the best, then you're at the wrong church. Man, here's the thing: we have a, a dumpy building. Thank you God, but it's Thank a you, dumpy Jesus build, for d- our building. Dumpy building.
0: Um, we don't have a big show. We don't have good lighting. We don't no. have any of that. I would never be embarrassed for the president of our denomination or our convention or any big way to join us whether I was preaching or not I'd be like check it out God's at work here let's let, let's worship I would never be embarrassed and it's not because we're perfect or awesome it's because I really believe that we have the 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 God of the universe the the, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the people who really believe this working together so I'm pumped I'm pumped every Sunday and people like say like what like, you know, oh, every Sunday is awesome for you. Like, you. like, oh, what a great Sunday. Like everything, you never have a bad Sunday. Of course I have bad Sundays. Of course I sometimes think that my preaching is terrible. In fact, most Sundays I don't feel good about my preaching. Um, most Sundays I feel like, ah, you know, whatever. Um, every podcast that we do, how do I end every podcast? What do I say?
1: Oh, that was terrible. Yeah.
0: I, 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 just, I just naturally don't feel good about anything. Yeah. But ultimately I recognize that God is in it. So, I don't let my thoughts and my feelings cloud all of that. You can be raising up leaders. Here's the thing single pastor, solo pastor, hardly any leadership. You got a small number of people. Look at your church who's there? Who has potential? If there's potential, then it's your responsibility to grab them and to invest in them and to essentially replace yourself. Work exactly. yourself out of a job that that's what we should be. doing. I think Keller said that work yourself out of a job, raise up people so that they can do what you called to do so that if you die or have to retire or whatever,
1: the church is good. The church is going to continue. Absolutely. So it's not based around a personality. No, because once that personality goes like they leave, yeah. they go to another church or I mean uh, they stumble and fall. Right. You know, then it, there needs to be other people that are ready to kind of, Take the reins and and move forward, right? Right. And I know we've kind of discussed this a bit. You know, one of the things I think is encouraging, and I think it's a testimony again to the grace of God and the and the uh, the wisdom and leadership of the elders that if Joe, so if something happened to Joe, hit by a bus. Redeemer Fellowship would not skip a beat. No way. Like we'd miss Joe, and we would. There would be a huge. No, there would be a huge vacancy, and I and I mean that big big funeral probably. Well, it'll be short. Mm,
0: Short. Okay. (laughs) Short.
1: All right. (laughs) In case you didn't get it, I get. I get it. it. You're making the
0: finger gesture. Short. (laughs) All
1: right, go. Uh, because the his preaching the you know, God has gifted him in such a way to preach and proclaim. And to lead. But I think what the church would 100%. would be able to move and, and, forward. And that's,
0: and that's not always true, right? At different stages of life, like when you're yes. when you have a new church or a new leader, things are a little more delicate. But we've worked really hard to make sure that this church is not built around a personality. Yes. Um and that that, that it really is about God and the gospel and the people gathered together. I have every confidence that when I check out of here for a bigger church and a bigger paycheck, that oh, you guys will be... Oh, really? Is that be, what you're going to do? what? <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> bigger church, bigger paycheck?
0: Did I say that out loud? Um, I ain't going anywhere. Uh, I'm not interested in going anywhere. No, I, I ain't going nowhere.
1: I want to die here.
0: And uh, if Jimmy doesn't kill me, it should be a long time. Um, you, but you, the point is, is that every church can invest in and raise up leadership. And I, I'll be honest... The small churches that aren't doing
1: it just don't know that they can. That's it. That's the truth. I feel like sometimes they just think like uh, it's not worth their time. Like they they already have this like defeatist attitude that, oh, I don't have enough people here or I don't have enough time or no one's going to want to work with me or listen to me. You just find those one or two, three people and invest in them
0: and let it grow. People that are called to leadership are hungry. Yeah. They want to be mentored, discipled, and they want to be useful. They want to be used. So you need, you need to actually get grab them and say, all right, let's do this. Let's make sure that you have the opportunities. Uh, c- listen, Preaching Lab is easy. You know, here, here's how you do Preaching Lab, ready? All right, you get three guys, and you let one guy preach 20 minutes, and then you evaluate him. And if he doesn't know how to preach, Teach him. If you're the preacher, yeah. you know how to do it. Your whole, like a, a, every pastor, every lead pastor, every senior pastor, should have as a part of his responsibility, the identification and the development of future leaders. Exactly, it needs to be a part of it. And so, and now, to be honest, all of our pastors are looking for that. All of our elders at Redeemer are looking at whether they're staff or volunteer. And once we identify it, we try to plug them in. Whether that's for deacons, um, elders, or uh, teachers preachers whatever we're constantly on the lookout for that because what do you want to do? you want to replicate the exactly. work of God in your church listen, I love Redeemer fellowship I've never been a part of a church that is as healthy I, this is the first church in my life in my life where I can be myself
1: oh yeah hey what no i'm being serious like this is a and, this is a place where all of us can be us and no one is going to like they don't judge us right
0: so now if we screw up they're going to call us on it. Oh, yeah. If we're sinning, they're going to rebuke us. But you can actually be transparent and be cared for. This is the best church I've ever been a part of. I love this church. And what what do I want? I want to see this church replicated. Now, it's going to look different in Naperville. We've got one going there. We've got one in Evanston. That one's going to look different. We've got one that we sent a guy out to DeKalb. Mm-hmm. They all look different. But the similarity is gospel, doctrine, transparency. I mean, it's really good. What are you smiling at? What am I, What do you mean? Go ahead. What are you, what are you thinking?
1: No, I just I was just thinking about the 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 your, you know, the Twitter handle for Pastor Poopstain. Okay, I was just thinking you're about that. you going back to that. I know, I'm just thinking about it. Hey, listen. This and is I realized it's... uh it actually has a website as well. It does not. Pastorpoopstain.com. It absolutely is not. Unless you just created it
0: while we were doing this podcast. No, I am
1: talking. Well, who does who does you that? You're I'm going to look it up. What? Who does that?
0: You, <laughs> who does? Did it? you just re- I'm going to I have never I don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> if it did? redirects to my blog, I'm going to punch you right now on <laughs> on air. So hang on. Hang no, on. I'm just saying. I can't Pastor believe it. Pastorpoopstain.com. Yep. All right, get ready, Jimmy. If that goes to vlog, <laughs> I'm going to punch
1: you. <laughs> get out of here. You think I'm no, going to punch it. you? <laughs> stop. Jerk. Stop it. it's I, don't know, it's right there. There I don't know who did it. I don't know who did it.
0: All I don't know, know who did it. I know who no, I know who did it while we're sitting here. That's why you were so like <laughs> Disconnected. We're supposed to be a serious podcast and you're doing you're putting com. Oh I'm there. guess who's never writing a book with you about friendship? Guess that's never gonna happen. No, come on, we're doing our book.
1: Uh huh. Alright, whatever. <laughs> whatever dude. Uh, who- All right,
0: raise up leaders who won't create stupid websites that redirect to your blog, pastorpoopstain.com, dummy. I I can't even believe that's even a thing. Who did that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, The the speed of the internet. I don't know who did that. All right, so what about, about, uh, let's try and wrap it up with this. When we're raising up elders, hold on, hold on, hold on. What are we at?
1: No, no, no. But first, you have to talk about, uh, I think when we're talking about raising up leaders, there are lots of resources out there. And one of them, I think, you have just done. And I think it's a, these are great resources for not just. Right. No, I think they're really good resources, Joe, for raising up leaders and for membership orientation. And that's right. the three books that you just put out with Moody and uh, for the church. Okay. Can you tell us what yeah, your yeah, books? Right. No, for real. They're good I books. I know, I know, I know. All right. So um, I've written
0: three small books. Jimmy likes to call them booklets. But if you tape them all together, it's like one book. So yeah, I wrote a book. Anyways, um, these three books are on, essentially, they're on ecclesiology. One's called The Life of the Church, one's called The Character of the Church, and the other is called The Heart of the Church. And these three books are designed to be read together, and they are essentially what I've been teaching uh, about the church and to our newcomers for the past 10 years. Yeah. And so this hits on the heart of the church being the gospel in its various facets, Um, what does the scripture say the heart of the church is? What is the gospel? What does it mean? And then, you know, what is the character of the church? What makes a church a real church? Yeah. Um, What do you have to have in place? And so I argue that there are five distinctives that have to be in place for a church to actually be a New Testament church. And then the life of the church is, is what does the church do? Like So if the heart of the church is what the church believes, and if the character of the church is what the church is, then the life of the church is, what does the church do? What does church life look like together? So these three books are meant to be brought together. They are ideal for church leadership, they are ideal for discipleship, and especially for people coming into the church who don't have much background there. These would be really helpful. I think that they're easy to read, easily accessible, but I believe they will be richly rewarding. So if you go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash three books, yep. there you can see the books and you can pre-order them on Amazon. Um, and we'll be doing some other pre orders through Moody Publishers and all of that and for the church. Uh, so check them out. Those will be helpful. Absolutely. I
1: think. No, I think they really will, Joe. I am actually uh, was able to look at the advanced copies uh, and plus, you know, this material that you and I have discussed. Like, I've heard you talk about it, I've heard your heart on it, uh, and I just know it, it's going to be extremely useful for churches and upcoming, like those of you that desire to be leaders uh, and those of you that want. To uh, kind of put together a leadership curriculum in your church, as well as those that want to introduce what your church is about in your membership orientations, yeah. I think these are these are just fantastic resources all around I, I, part of what I had in mind here too
0: is also for um, uh, you know churches that need everything that you were just saying, but also church plants uh, church plants and I, these are things that I wish we had in place. Early on, that I could give to everybody. Yes, so yes, that's why I wrote them. All right, so let's just talk a little bit. We'll wrap it up with this, elders. When we're doing elder development, what? Jimmy, you've been an elder candidate for like five years now. No, it's not only five. supposed to take twelve months. Jimmy's taken like a few years now. I have not um, taken. A few it's years. a long time. I don't remember. It's,
1: it's taken me like fourteen months. 15.
0: Okay, so um, what does elder candidacy look? Like? Well, b- before yeah. we do that, let me, let me tell you how it works. Yeah, good. For a, a person to become an elder candidate. Now, of course, the church can recommend anybody they want to the elders, and the elders are always looking for uh, men that can serve as pastors slash elders. Same thing for us. And uh, once we identify who could serve as elders, and we have many people that can serve as elders, we then look for those whose gifts and strengths will complement the weaknesses of the current elder team. Yes. So in the case of Brian and Jimmy, Pastor Brian and future Pastor Jimmy, we were, we were looking at guys who not only meet the qualifications for the elders in 1 Timothy 3, but also guys specifically who have strengths like organization, management, problem solving, and systems to complement our weaknesses in those areas. So if all they had were those competencies but were not primarily shepherds, pastors as described by Scripture, we wouldn't be interested. But because we see those qualities in them and they have those gifts, those are the guys we approached to balance out the current elder team. Absolutely. So we go to them and we say, listen, we are interested in you serving potentially as an elder. Are you interested? We talk to their wives. We interview their wives. Are you, how do you feel about this? We figure it all out. Once everybody's on the same page, then we go to the congregation and we say, for example, Pastor or Jimmy Fowler yep. is a person that we are bringing into elder candidacy. You will have a year, or in Jimmy's case, a few years. No, Uh, not a few
1: years. Stop it.
0: To watch him as an elder candidate, you will be able to see him in ministry roles. You will be able to watch him function. If you have any questions or concerns, you can talk to him or any of the elders. But you'll be able to see him up front and in play. And during that 12 months, or in Jimmy's case, a couple years, you will be able to see, uh, we will be able to test him. We'll be teaching him. He'll have to read a lot of books. He'll have to write a, a, a big yep. paper, have to do an oral exam. And during that whole time, uh, that person is functioning as an elder candidate in real ministry. Yep. So, Jimmy, talk about the elder candidacy for people that want to know, like, what is it that you actually <laughs> do? Is it are you, are you just reading books and then, like, reporting or what's going on?
1: No, I think the part that I love about it is that there is, I guess, on-the-job training, right? Would you call it that, Mm-mm. Joe? Where I'm part of the elder meetings, and yeah, I'm part of the elder meetings, uh, and so at the elder meetings, I get to kind of hear what's going on. I get to see the discussion, and I'm encouraged to be part of the discussion. You know, one of the things Joe told me early on was, we brought you in to give your opinion, so give your opinion. Mm -hmm. Contribute. Don't just sit there. And That took me a while at first to kind of feel comfortable sharing my thoughts. Uh, and so we, we were able to do that. And um for the longest time, Jimmy you're like Um, I don't wanna I don't wanna hurt I don't wanna say I don't wanna speak out of turn. Yeah. I um, <laughs> would be so timid. If, if it's okay. We're like, shut up, just say it, do it, that's why you're here, speak. Yeah, I would sit there and like have this like long You'd apologize intro. before you said something. Yeah. So now I just say it and uh we ignore it. Uh well no, not well, <laughs> you ignore it. Others don't. The rest of the elders don't. But um so, yeah, so I get to be part of that discussion. So you're and in the elders' meetings. I'm in the elders' meetings. What else are you doing? But I also, though, go along with the elders in counseling. Right. So I'll go to certain meetings that are going on. Um, <clears throat> I'll I'll go with them to visitation. Mm-hmm. I'll go with them as they pray for people. Even under in certain church discipline cases? In church discipline cl- cases, I've been part of, uh, like, I've been with them as they've visited and and counseled certain couples, and you've participated in that though. I've participated in that, and then one of them actually, I kind of along with one of the other elders, right? We were kind of the point people. You took for took yeah. We took lead on that. Yeah, you and Pastor Jeff. Yeah, and um, and so yeah, I would talk with with Pastor Jeff about that afterwards, beforehand, and Pastor kinda, Jeff is amazing, and he was really helpful. He you know he'd call me and he'd say, okay, here's you know, I'd like to get together with these with these guys. Here's what it, what I would like to say. Uh, what do you know let's talk about that Then afterwards he would say hey this went well how did how do you feel that went Um, here's what I thought you did well here's maybe something to kind of think about for the future uh, so yeah there's really a lot of on the job training right like it's yeah. and one of the things I appreciated about Redeemer is it wasn't just come and be a part of a board executive meeting it was come and be a part of shepherding God's people and helping them to cling to Christ more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, listen, and, I'll, and
0: I'll speak about the elders, not myself, but the other elders. We have awesome elders. No, you guys. They we, are yeah, they're good, and I'm including you and Rob as elder candidates. You guys are good men. God. No moved. one makes fun of Rob. No. What the heck?
1: Why do you guys make fun of me? What are you talking? Rob's been an elder candidate for how long?
0: okay well listen he's actually been years all right uh, not that long but uh, yes it has listen that's a whole nother he
1: came on before me yeah he did and he's going keep going after me you he had to
0: push pause on the elder candidacy if a guy if a guy says hey listen um i don't want to duck out but i've got to take care of family issues or life issues we let them oh well now i just
1: feel like a jerk yeah now yes now i just feel like a jerk well
0: that's appropriate so um, i love you rob Rob is awesome. Rob, Rob is, I'll tell you what. Rob, Rob Warford, and I have our own channel right, on Slack. I'm going to tell. I bet you do. We
1: do. It's Elder It's Elder Ken, its only channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Rob and I talking about you. If you guys you. aren't
0: using Slack to communicate among your leadership team, you're losers. All right. Um, Rob Warford uh, was one of the guys who shared the gospel with me when I was lost. How Check amazing is that? The, there are people in this church who pray Like for, How good is God? The, like You know are, what I mean? Like, there, there, there's a couple... I'll call them elderly. They probably wouldn't appreciate that, but they definitely are. There is an uh, an older couple, and uh, amazing godly people. They were praying for me to come to Jesus before I had ever believed. Wow! And Rob was one of the first guys to um, one of the early guys to push the gospel at me in direct and indirect ways, um, and now we're all at the same church together. Pretty awesome. All this to say, wow. the, the, and the elder candidates will preach, they'll teach, they have ministry responsibilities and oversights whether they're held accountable. And then during that 12, or in Jimmy's case, few years process— It's
1: not a few years for me.
0: They are being watched and observed. And then what will happen is, so, so far the congregation has not been uh, directly involved outside of observing— at the end of this process, if the elders are satisfied, if Jimmy can finish his paper, which we're not sure about, and if he can pass the oral exam, which we'll, we'll have to see. Well, I, can, if, I, can, I can finish, uh, it. I'll it, finish if, it. If Jimmy can do all of that, then we will present him to the congregation for a vote. We are a Baptist church, so we have congregational policies. And so we'll say, the elders love Jimmy. We think he's done the work. You've watched him for a year, or in Jimmy's case, a few years. It's and, not been a few years. I'm saying a few years. And then, how do you vote? And the church will vote yes or no on... On Jimmy becoming an elder, so um, that's how we do it. It's not the only way. It's definitely a Baptist way to do yeah. it, but um, we work hard at it because we recognize that we have good people who can serve in a way that will actually bless the church. And what we don't want are a bunch of guys that are just like me, because that would be disaster. Oh my god! Or gosh, a bunch of guys be, like Jimmy, which would be it. We have to have it a diversity. Would be really successful. We we have to have a diversity <laughs> of guys who are all called, meet the qualifications, but have different gifts that can complement one another. So that's how we do it. We hope you guys are serious about raising up leaders in your churches, because regardless of your size or your location, do you really think that God has put you as the only leader in that church? Yeah. God is certainly... Don't uh, be so
1: arrogant to think that.
0: Right. and, and, and Or don't be so unbelieving and, and or or doubtful. God is giving you somebody to work with. Work yes. with them. Maybe they'll be a Sunday school teacher. Maybe they'll be an elder. Maybe, they'll, maybe they will be a church planter. But they are called by God to do something. Identify them, pour into them, and see what God does.
1: Big thanks to Justin Bond of J. Bond Media, the audio-visual wizard of Doctrine and Devotion. If you've got any audio, visual, or photography needs, hit up jbondmedia.com, and he will hook you up. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on over our website, com. click on the sign-up page. There you can uh fill out the form and uh get on our email list where we give special content to just our email subscribers. You can click on the contact us page, send us an email with suggestions, ideas, or your critiques and also you can hit up the store where you can get on some d and d gear and register for the conference fresh pod well no you forgot honest five star review on iTunes uh, I don't podcast care about that. Provider. all right and uh register. Yeah, the conference, do the conference thing. pre-sale books buy, my books. buy the right. books then, fresh pod fresh
0: pod every Monday and
1: Thursday and articles on Wednesdays articles
0: on Wednesday and you know what if you sign up for a mailing list oh yeah there will be new fresh special awesome content only for our mailer subscribers maybe Emails every
1: up. Friday a, a video thing I don't know maybe I'm just maybe. saying
0: it's gonna be good you ain't gonna find it on any of those other janky podcasts stop join it join our mailing list good stuff is coming
1: later